Ernest, what's up? Look, I want to put you on to something that's been making waves in the personal finance world. If you've been relying on Mint to manage your finances, I got some news that might startle you at first. Mint is no more. But hold on, because every cloud has its silver lining. And in this case, that lining is Monarch Money. For those of us searching for a robust, user-friendly alternative, Monarch Money is stepping up to the plate. And from personal experience, it's hitting a home run. Let's get personal for a moment. Managing finances can be a maze of confusion, stress, and time consumption. Believe me, I've been there, jumping from one finance app to another, hoping to find that one platform that simplifies everything. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design transformed my approach to managing finances. What truly sets Monarch apart for me, though, is its collaboration feature. With money being a top Discord trigger for many couples, the ability to seamlessly manage finances with my wife has been a game changer. No extra costs, just shared goals and clarity. But Monarch isn't just about managing your current finances, it's about building your future. Saving for that dream house, your wedding, or a once in a lifetime vacation becomes not just a possibility, but a reality with Monarch's intuitive tools. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal held it as the best app for savings growth. Monarch Money represents the next evolution in personal finance apps. It's an ad-free haven where your experience is the priority, constantly refined based on real user feedback. It's everything we've been asking for, intuitive, powerful, and relentlessly focused on user satisfaction. Now, for a bit more practicality, Monarch makes transitioning from Mint a breeze ensuring you can bring all your tags and categories with you. It's intuitive design, customization options, and commitment to privacy and an ad-free experience make it stand out in the sea of competitors. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash leisure. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash leisure for your extended 30-day free trial. Earners, what's up? Look, I want to give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click, absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long-term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. So, let me ask you this. Yeah. One of the things even I struggle with sometimes is like, how do you, how do you know when to sell a stock? Because mm -hmm. everybody, a lot of people <laughs> tell you like, this is a good time to buy the stock, right? Like obviously like if it's 20% off of its high, then you can use that metric. So if it's, you know, it's, it's, it's different strategies of how to know when to buy a stock. All right. But there's not really too many metrics or strategies that I've seen that's know when to sell a stock. So right. how do you, what's your thoughts on that? 
So I, I have a few ways in which I deal with selling the stock, right? So one of the ways is I ask before I even buy a stock, first I want, you know, put a valuation on it, like what I think the company is worth. So before you can do anything, you gotta put a price tag on it. After you research the business, after you understand what it's worth, because if you don't know what it's worth, you don't know when to sell. Mm. You don't know when to buy. So you got to put that price tag on it. That only comes from doing the fundamental research, right? Understanding the business. And so one of the things I like to tell myself is, is simple. Um, once it gets to 100% for me, now it's time for me to think about, do I have another business? Because I don't want to just sell- 100% profit? Yeah. Mm. I don't want to just sell and have the money sitting in my account. I think that's what most people do. Like, So you got to put a tag on it and then put a life expectancy on it. Like- what do I expect it to do in this time frame? And is it up a certain percentage in this time frame? So for me, the goal is already buy and hold five years, 10 years, 20 years. Like you have to have a life expectancy of it, how you want it to perform. And then I'm asking myself, well, in this time, if I'm up 100% or more, if I have another stock that I'm willing to invest in, that's why we should always be looking for new businesses. Mm. That's why I tell people all the time, like, I don't care what's going on. Every day I'm researching new businesses because the world going to keep on solving problems. That's what businesses are, man. They solve problems. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the world always is presented with a problem. Somebody's always going to try to do something better. Like Amazon drop, whatever they drop, boom. Snowflake coming with it. They say, I could do it better than Amazon. You feel what I'm saying? So now I'm saying, okay, let me find different businesses that are solving different problems or doing things better than other businesses. Even Jeff Bezos said that he said there's going to be a time where some businesses are going to come and do better than what I'm doing at what I'm doing, which is why he keeps on spreading the business out. So what I like to do is, again, put the light time span on it, uh, whether it's a five year, three year, two year, one year, whatever that case may be. If I'm up 100 percent or more and I found another business that I like, I can take those profits. And then put it in another business. So, so when you get to 100, percent right? Are you saying like, are you taking a portion of the shares, or are you completely leaving the position? Nah. So I want to stay in a position, right? If because if it's up 100 percent to me, that means it's still performing well. Mm -hmm. Like if the fundamentals are increasing, management is doing a great job. That's cool. I don't want to exit that position, right? So I yeah. can take some of those profits, which means selling some of those shares from people don't know, like because I heard people ask me that, like. If I take profit, does that mean I'm selling some of the shares? Of course you are. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you sell some of those shares, and you'll put it in a new business, and now you can start another position with those profits, which is ideal. You know what I'm saying? Um, another way for me to sell is if the business is not performing well. You know what I'm saying? So if I did the research on it, if I've evaluated a business, and also in evaluating a business, when you put a life expectancy on it, a uh, time span that you want to do, you're being intentional. Right. And so you asking yourself, what is the growth rate of this business? So how would you count? Because this is something that even today in Dykeman, somebody came up to me and he was like, you know, um, I know I should invest in a good companies, but how do I know? How do I find? How do I even find a good company? Like, do you have to like read newspapers? Like, how do you like yeah. what's your process to actually know? OK, like you said, you got to constantly find new businesses. Right. How do you constantly find new businesses? So an easy way for me, I still use the method. Uh, like I did in prison, man. I just look at all them ticker symbols that's going down the bottom of CNBC. Mm. Like that's putting it on training wheels. That's without you having to even do anything. <laughs> or, like you get on CNBC, shout to the trappers because I told them this and they do it now. Like you get on CNBC and there's a bunch of ticker symbols running across the bottom. Ones that you don't know about that like, now what is that? Write it down. Like don't be scared to do that. And another thing is also, I just look at what's going on. Everything I'm buying or everything, I'm looking at it saying, who made this? What this is? Who produced this? Who did that? You know, if I'm looking at tech, I want to see like what tech been like. The other day, I found out that a business, the ticket symbol was R B Y L. I was like, oh, this is the people who made Lysol. Like I didn't know who made it, but as I'm reading the papers, I saw that Lysol sales had increased by seventy percent. The first thing I want to know is who made that, hmm. right? Like who make that? Like who mm -hmm. make Lysol, right? And I'm gonna find out if it's public or it's private. Right. So I think that's the easy part in finding businesses. And then what happens is when you're looking at one business, it's always going to shoot you to another business. It's always going to shoot you to its competitor. Like, so that's for me. I always do that. What this business is doing, I won't compare it to something. So now I'm going to look up such and such peers. So I know the competitor Lysol is Clorox. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, that's easy. That's like, it's, it's not hard. Because 60% of the businesses in America are on the stock market. So now and part of your fundamentals is that's the first step, right? Look at right. the peers. 
what else are we doing to make sure that this is a good company? Are we looking at, uh, I know one of the things you love is no debt. But what are some nice. other things that we're looking at when we're trying to figure out, yep, this is a good company? Moats. Ooh. Moats. Can I tell you when you said that last time? I, I always hear when you talk about moats. Well, I mean, we big Game of Thrones fans. So when we talk about <laughs> moats, it makes me think of like when they was at Castle Black and it was like, yo, they can't get into the castle because the water's always around. Yeah. And so like, I'm like, oh, that's how I'm going to think about moats when you say that's it. That's exactly what so it is. Can you, can you talk about moats? So a moat is what protects a company from its competitors, mm. right? And so there's there's different kinds of moats. And that's another thing for me too. When I'm looking at a business, I actually told a guy that's at Dykeman today. Mm. Um, I was, he, he, he explained to me about a business he was looking at and he was like, they got a moat. And I was like, so what is the moat? He was like, well, they're the only person doing this in, in the field. And I said, ask yourself this question. Are they the only business that's doing it because they have an advantage? Like they can, they have a patent on it or, um, did management find a way to where they, it will cost another business too much money to try to replicate that? Or just can are they just the first ones to do it and then anybody else can come back and do it? If that's the case, it's not a moat. You know what I'm saying? If I can speed rap and then if Rashad, if, if Troy studied me for three weeks and then he learned how to speed rap, then he can he can challenge me now. You feel what I'm saying? But if I can speed rap in a way that it, he can't get it, I now have set myself apart. Right, so a moat, it, it, there's different moats that businesses can have. What mm. is a moat? So a moat is what protects a business from its competitors, right? It's some type of product or service that uh. this business has that their competitors cannot do. And they cannot do it for multiple reasons. One, it'll cost them too much money to do it, right? So if it's going to cost you too much money to replicate this, Chipotle or Chipotle, <laughs> I would say, you feel me? Um, so they have this amazing moat where they build relationships anywhere that they build a store at, they find local farmers within a hundred mile radius and they partner with them. And anything that the farmers need, they're willing to help them for two reasons. One, to make sure the crops are great. And two, to solidify themselves as the plug. So you grow fresh crops, I'm going to buy them from you. But here, here's what you need. And if you need help with any of this, I'm going to help you. Mm. Right? So now what that does is it allows them now for their competitors to come beat them. You got to double my price. So, so if, now, it, now it's going to cut into your profit, yeah. which now gets into low operational costs, the cost that it costs the business to operate. You feel what I'm saying? So because Chipotle have done that, yeah. now the second mode to that is Every day they give you fresh ingredients right. because they've partnered with all of the local farmers around that business, right? So every day now they've guaranteed to give you fresh vegetables. That is extremely hard to replicate. It's going to cost you too much money to replicate this. Yeah. So at this point, it's not even worth it. So it, I, from what I'm hearing, it's like, yo, if I wanted to make the burrito... Right, if I don't have that mo, it's gonna cost me like sixteen dollars. Where it's gonna cost Chipotle like seven dollars, something like that. Yeah. So in that sense, and then pricing is a type of a mo. It's called a pricing mo. All right. So there, are there more types of modes? There's another another mo that I really love is called a switching mo. Okay. So a, excuse me. A switching mo is so how hot? So example. Let's think about this business called, let's just think about Apple. Let's just keep it simple. Mm -hmm. So most people who have iPhone, they also have MacBook Pros or they'll have an Apple Watch or they're in that Apple ecosystem, right? The chances of me switching from Apple to Android or any other type of phone is slim to none because now I got to switch all my information off the Apple cloud to somebody else's cloud. That's a switching mode. Mm. Or in business, a lot of businesses will do this. So let's say cybersecurity, right? So let's say a business has all of their, I'm using this cybersecurity business to protect all of my brands. It's extremely hard for me to switch from this cybersecurity company to another cybersecurity company because all of my information is stored here. It's, it becomes now it becomes a hassle. Mm, Whereas I can just work, let's work this out to see what the problem is yeah. and fix it. So switching modes are extremely great because nobody likes to switch. 
People love conveniences. Businesses are the same way. I don't have to go through all. Now I got to shut business down. I got to lose money. Or I got to be, I got to open my business. Now it becomes vulnerable to something like cybersecurity is serious, yeah. which is why I love cybersecurity. Right? So any brand that it becomes a hassle for another brand, for the business, for its customers or service to leave that brand, to go to another brand, that's a switching mode. So let me ask you this. As far as um, like another thing that we haven't spoke about before, you're real big on like, people hear like growth stocks, right? Mm. And, but what does that mean? Like, what is a growth stock? Because for the average person, they're thinking like, I'm only buying a stock so it can grow. <laughs> Anything that goes up. Fact, what's what's the difference? Like, I'm not buying a non-growth stock right. or a, a dead stagnant stock. So right. what's a growth stock? All right. So this is, this is dope. Like, so a while back what I did was I had broke down stocks the way I break them down. So I put stocks in three different situations. Right is um, Young Bucks, OG Gangsters, and OGs. Right, so it's three different categories. Okay. So Young Bucks, uh, I use in comparison. I use somebody like Lil Baby. Right, so somebody who he has a huge upside. The potential he's just starting his career. Mm -hmm. Right, so his upside is extremely good, right? But what comes with that, because he's young, he's still liable to get make some mistakes along the way that may jeopardize his career, right? But the upside is amazing. Like, you see it. You see he's a star, mm -hmm. right? That's a growth stock, right? That's somebody with a lot of potential. And what happens is growth stocks tend to outperform the market for numerous amount of years. But the thing about them is, they are extremely volatile because the company will make mistakes. And a lot of times, they aren't necessarily profitable in the beginning, right? So now what happens is the company, you got to ask yourself, risk tolerance comes into play. Like, can I deal with the downsides of this relationship with this stock, right? And so then we have... Your gangsters, right? So your gangsters is somebody who probably who been around for a minute. They're a little more mature, right? Been in a, but they'll still, they'll still, you you'll see them in the news if something pop up, you know what I'm saying? Like something can happen, mm -hmm. right? And then you have your OGs, and that's like your Johnson and Johnsons. They've been around for, you know, they consistent, they ain't going nowhere. They here. So like somebody like Netflix would kind of be like a gangster. You know what I'm saying? They still kind of volatile, but you still see the upside. They still have growth in them. But any given day, you can get up and they down 2%, 3%. You know what I'm saying? Whereas a growth style, you get up today, it's up tomorrow, it's down 10%. You're like, God, dang. You know what I'm saying? What happened right here? Oh, yeah, you know, they, they shot a club up, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> you know what happened right here? Like, you tripping, you know? he, he on TMZ right now. You know? so, 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 what, so that's a growth style. What about a value stock? So a value stock will a lot of fall under like your OG stocks, okay. right? Somebody like Caterpillar, uh, somebody like Johnson & Johnson, Walgreens. So those are the OGs. Right? Yeah, it's OGs, so, but it has a ton of value, right? Mm. The value is there, but also value stocks tend to not have growth in their trading less than what the market says they should be trading at. You know what I'm saying? So mm. then it will be an undervalued stock. But value stocks are stocks that have consistently performed well, provided value to the marketplace and we we just know what they're about you know what i'm saying and so it make it easy so people don't get lost in the sauce and confuse them think about your ogs like think about stocks that have been around since you was a kid right, so right. so so like a so like a growth stock is something that has tremendous upside but is also extremely volatile like, it can a, young, be volatile. like, a, like a young rapper that's just getting money for the first time yeah he gonna he gonna mess up some things and then the what's the second one the gangster yeah gangsters. that's just like You've been around long enough where you know the ropes, but you still you, you, like you a, still can make a mistake. Like a French Montana. <laughs> Frenchy's safe, man. I, I would say Jeezy. I was I was So you get so now you gotta ask yourself, like, so Jeezy would you could consider Jeezy. So he would be like in the middle of you know, and I don't really get into this because, like, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you said that. I'm you like, know what like yeah, that's not like Jesus. Yeah, but like, so for me, like, I would look at somebody, like, when I made the post, that's what it was. Like, somebody like Fab or Jeezy. Okay. For me, that's like, but, yeah. And okay. then. So Jay Z is the OG. Is the OG. Where you're not, he's not even going to get a parking ticket at nah, this point. Nah, at this point, like, you know what his career <laughs> like, like Fat Joe. 
Uh, a Jeezy, a Nas, Nas. Nas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's your OGs. Like they solid, they strong. You know, if they drop something, you are gonna cop that on the strength because, like, you you remember it's gonna take you back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so your the, the gangsters would be like your, your Jeezy, your Fabs. You know what I'm saying? Your Kiss. So so we got OGs, we got gangsters, and, and got we, young, bucks. young bucks. Yeah. Where you putting Tesla in that? Oh man. So for me, honestly, it's a young buck. Because even though they've been around, they've volatile. now become established and they're extremely volatile. Yeah. Right. And they like Elon running it like Suge Knight, man. <laughs> I do what I want, I say what I want, man. I don't care if you don't like it or not. I don't even care if the shareholders like what I say or not. Look, this is what we doing. The price, the stock too high. Boop, next day the stock go down. You yeah. wake up like, yo, I was up eight hundred percent. How I woke up two hundred, you know what I'm saying? So Tesla is definitely a young buck. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But it's a it's one of those young bucks like little baby. Mm. Like every time I drop, it's a banger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're moving operations <laughs> to Texas. <laughs> so what about what about um all right, like so some like what's an example of like a good growth stock out there right now? Um, in your opinion. Tesla was one, but we talked about that already. Right. Um I'm gonna be real. I like Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat? Mm. I like Beyond Meat. I why, like why, why you like Beyond Meat? So because you so one of the things that's good to look at is actually um where where the in, where the world is heading, right? So we and, and even though Beyond Me isn't a healthy move, like let's just be real, a lot of people don't care about their health, bro. When like, you say it's not healthy, because, because it's, pro, it's processed, it's processed. Yes, but for somebody who is saying true, I don't want true, eat, true vegans, yeah, will no. be like, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But somebody who like yo, I'm trying to eat better, I don't want to eat meat no more. The first thing they're gonna do, Beyond Me, right. You know what I'm saying? And then when you look at market share, like it's in the fast food industry. It's partnering with fast foods. Yeah. It's partnering with your Trader Joe's. It's partnering with, you know, overseas. It's partnering with your Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like he moving, like he out there. He is like, it's like mixtape wheezy. Like I mean, I'm everywhere you go. I'm there. I'm I'm dropping a mixtape here. I like I'm, that. I'm dropping like a mixtape there. I like that. Track. You feel me? <laughs> it's mixtape wheezy. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm 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 putting it on my back. I'm gonna lead the way. You know what I'm saying? And so you know, other people gonna come, but I'm out here. But at the same time, the minute somebody like McDonald's say, I was just I was I was yeah, going. The there. minute somebody like McDonald's say, no, nah, I ain't I ain't I ain't I'm not bumping that over here. Yeah, we don't we don't. I, and that, I, that's crazy that you said because in my mind I'm thinking like. I'm happy you said Beyond Me because I was invested in Beyond Me. But when you hear somebody like McDonald's, obviously a big real estate play, obviously McDonald's, mm -hmm. when they say we don't need the middleman, we're not partnering with like an mm -hmm. impossible like Burger King did. What do you think it does to the business of, of Beyond Me? So what I love about them was this again: your mixtape Wheezy, right? It's a good song, but I'm better on the hook. Or I'm better in it. So when McDonald's said that, what they said, hold up. Don't forget who you came to for that verse. Mm -hmm. Don't forget who you came to. And so McDonald said, okay, you're right. We did partner with them in making the Mac veggie or whatever Mac it's called. McPlant, they call the it. The McPlant. Like we did, we did go to Beyond Meat and get the formula. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So again, I'm leading the industry. Like this me. So that, that to me, that's a great growth stock. Um I'm not telling people to buy it, because yeah. I got it at like $66. But it's just an example. Of, it's just an yeah. example of yeah. the nature of a growth. Like you can get up any given day and beyond me to be down 10%. Mm -hmm. You're not, but you can also get up any given day and it run for three weeks straight. You know what I'm saying? I've also seen that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's the that's the example of that's a young buck. That's a growth stock. Let me ask you this. For 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 common people that might be um you know, struggling mm -hmm. just to just to have enough money to pay bills, right? Um, what would be your suggestion to kind of what's a good starter way for them to actually start investing? Um, like, what's your opinion? Because I know, like, you know, what I'm saying a lot of times people might that might be a hurdle for them mm -hmm. to be like, well, I don't really have enough discretionary income to to put money into the stock market. Mm -hmm. What's your what's your what's your thoughts for them? So let me make sure I understand what you're saying, right? Like. You saying they don't have enough money to invest, or how should they start? Um, I just want to make sure I can answer it correct. Well, no, like as far as like if they if they're struggling to invest, like what's some mm -hmm. like what would be like 
because for me, I'm looking at like even like a, a HSA, right? Mm-hmm. Where people a lot of times might not be familiar with that. Like that's a way to actually start investing via your health insurance. Mm-hmm. It's like a backdoor investment way. People don't know what a, H- a HSA is. It's a health savings account. Yeah, break that down, bro. Yeah. So so like the health savings account is so like you have like a high deductible health plan, right? Mm. Which is like very popular with young. Like I have a high deductible health plan, and it's like usually when you don't go to the doctor a lot, mm-hmm. um, your your premium like. Why would you pay for the regular health plan like a HMO or a PPO when you can get a, a high deductible health plan? Mm. But the thing with the high deductible health plan is that it's a higher deductible. Okay. Right? So it's like, let's say you got the PPO, the premium might be like, let's say $400 a month. Mm. But with the high deductible plan, it's $200 a month. Okay. But your deductible is a lot higher. Your deductible might be two times higher mm. in the PPO. So if you if you go too many times, you get caught out there. Right. And you got to pay more money out of pocket. So it's a calculated risk. But a lot of young, the reason why I'm mentioning is that a lot of young people and a lot of people where every dollar is count, they might, either they don't go to the doctor that much or they're just making financial decisions where it's like, you know what, I really can't afford the PPO, so I'm mm. going to do the high deductible or whatever. So one, of the, one okay. of the good things with the high deductible plan is that it allows you with the um, health savings account. So with the health savings account, it's pretty much like a savings that you're putting money into to pay for that deductible mm. or any out-of-pocket expenses that you may have, right? But the good thing is that the money comes out of your paycheck before you actually get paid. It's like the 401k. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it actually lowers your taxable income because it's the thing with the 401k is that when you put money into a 401k, it's what's called pre-tax dollars. You know that. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're making 100000 you put 10000 in, now you're taxed on 90000 because it lowers mm-hmm. your taxable income by $10,000. So now with the HSA, like the most you can put in is 3500 3550 for a single person and 7100 for a family. So like let's say you put $3,000 into the HSA. So now that you're making you know $60,000. So now it lowers your taxable income. Mm. So you're not paying any taxes on it, right? But the cool thing about it is that that it can actually be invested, like how a 401k is. Mm. So you can put it in like different type of like investments, stock market investments, mutual funds, stuff like that. And now the money grows. So now let's say you put like $3,000 in for one year, right? But you got to go to the eye doctor and you got to get glasses or whatever, any type of medical expense. Instead of not having money to pay for it, you've been saving and you just use Mm. your HSA. And they give you like a debit card and all that. But- if you don't go to the doctor, because it's a calculated risk, right? right? That's the whole point of having a high deductible plan. Is you're not going to the doctor. So if you don't go to the doctor, what happens is that that money rolls over into the next year. Mm. So now next year you start with 3000 right? So what happens is that the money grows and it's kind of similar to an IRA because at the age 65, you can actually take that money out without paying a penalty. Mm. If you take it out before, you, you get a penalty. Okay. But now at 65, you can take the money out. You just pay state and federal tax. You don't pay... A, a 10% penalty or 20% penalty for taking the money out early. So that's kind of like a backdoor way, like for me, right. in my opinion, yeah. where it's like, I, I got to save money for my health insurance. Mm-hmm. So if my budget was, let's say $400 a month, right? Mm-hmm. I'd rather do the high deductible plan, put 200 towards the premium, yeah. 200 towards the HSA. If I got to use it for the, for the I'm going to use it anyway. Yeah, really. But if not, now that's going to be like an investment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Couple thousand dollars over the course of time adds up. You might have yeah, yeah. two hundred thousand dollars in thirty years. I'm from the world where it was like, yo, if you didn't use your benefits this year, yeah, it don't roll yo, over to next year. It's yeah. like, yo, you better use it by the eleventh of November. Or well, it's gone. well, the thing about it is, there's so many different things as far as like, even with the 401k, people don't know that you got a raw 401k option. You mm-hmm. might have that, like, and it's like. You don't even know a lot of times what's offered at your job, mm-hmm. right? And this is why education is so important. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like little stuff like that might change the direction of your future. One thousand, one thousand percent, bro. Like, like you know what I'm saying, you, you yeah. get you get that email like in this world. In, in this world, yeah, you're not familiar with this. Nah, it's been a while, right? So in this world, like they give you an email like, "Yo, this financial advisor is coming on December 15th. If you want to schedule an appointment, and it'd be some like dude with, with bald headed <laughs> with glasses, and he talking to you, and you're like, "Yo, what is he talking about?" You know right. what I'm saying? But like this type of information, it's like, "Yo, but yeah. people just knew it." Yeah, man. But but so yeah, so like for you, like. I, I want you to really hammer the home. Like even you could save even a hundred dollars a month, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like I got even fifty dollars a month. I got you. Yeah. So let me say this first, man. I say this on Chapman Tuesday all the time, and I don't know if people be thinking I'd be dead serious, yo. Listen, I'm not a fiduciary <laughs> or a financial advisor. Know that everything I say is for 
entertainment purposes only. <laughs> well, you can take them. If you can't mitigate the risk, you must seek out financial advisory. I'm not one, but I know one by the name of Rashad, <laughs> part of the Earn Your Leisure podcast. He can take you to glory. Well, you take it I can just take you to that's the trap. That's, that's it. Listen, this dude is so smart, man. <laughs> they sleep on, I say that every Tuesday, man, and people be laughing, but this dude is brilliant, man. <laughs> you right, he just broke that down. I'm, he had me like, damn, I just got Blue Cross Blue Shield. <laughs> Should've did this. <laughs> I just, I'm happy I got, I should've called this guy at first, you did. That's when you think um, you know something. Just when you think you know, then he come with a, I got an idea. You know what I'm saying? But um, that's, that's, that's real talk, man. So um, one of the things I like to do is tell people to save, try to save 10%, whatever they make, mm. right? Whatever you make. If you get $100 a week, save 10%. If you get $100 every two weeks, save 10%. And so the easiest way to get in the market, because we understand that the stock market does for you way more than putting your money in a bank to do for you. Mm. Right, we already understand. We all have beat that drum forever, right? And so one of the things you can do is get into index funds or ETFs, mm. right? And the reason being is because, so let's say you're not, you're not, you're not comfortable enough to say, let me buy a Tesla. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have enough to buy a Tesla right now. Uh, I, ain't, I ain't my risk tolerance uh, is not there yet to see beyond meat go down five, ten percent and still be there. Right. And most people don't even understand, you know, and it's not because they don't know it because these haven't been exposed to it yet. They don't know that if the stock you bought it at $30 and it goes down to 28, most people in their mind, I lost some money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's right. not the case. Yeah. So one of the best things I would say for people to do is buy index funds like ETS when you first got in the game. ETS, for me, ETS better than index funds. You know what I'm saying? And it's simply because now you can get exposure to a specific industry. Right, and I know in episode 44, the classic, right? <laughs> we broke something down, but in the re-up, we gonna reiterate it, right? <laughs> so it's, it's an ETF is simple where, let's say I wanted to buy some marijuana stocks, right? But I know that's kind of a, a volatile industry. It's full of young bucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's full of young bucks. So what happens is you can buy the marijuana ETF and now, depending on which one you buy, whether it's YOLO, whether it's MJ, you know what I'm saying? Now you have 15, 20 marijuana stocks at one time, right? And now if one or two of them down or three of them down, the whole industry, that whole ETF might go down 50 cent, right? Whereas if you in that one stock that went down in any given morning, you wake up and you down $8. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and also with indexed funds and ETFs, I'm not a fan of dollar cost averaging because that allows me to buy stocks overpriced over time. But with index funds and ETFs that are $50, $60, you can buy into those every time. And dollar cost averaging for anybody is when you put money in every single month or every single, yeah, it's a period yeah, of time, yeah. every week or whatever. Yeah. You buy, you, it like, so if you buy an Apple, you will buy, no matter what the price is. Every first of the month. Yeah. You buy an Apple, every, no matter what the price is, you buy it uh, just to stay in. Right. And so for me, I'm not a dollar cost averaging person. I'm an averaging down type of person. Right. And averaging down is saying I found it. I bought it at fifteen dollars. I don't care if it run all the way up right now. What I do is I'm a, every half a year or every two quarters. I reevaluate every stock I'm invested in. Right. To understand what the value is at. So now if the stock price dips. I'm not buying it, but it dips at a below value price. I can buy it, right? So, example, I bought Amazon in 2018 at $1,900. I bought it in October. November, December 18, the market went into a correction. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it went from 19 to 17, 1900 to 1700. I bought it at 1700. Now, what that does is that brings my $1,900 buy-in price. Down to about eighteen twenty-five, mm, yep. right? So now I don't gotta wait to get to nineteen to see profit. I can start seeing profit again at eighteen seventy-five, right? And so then it went from eighteen to sixteen. I bought two more shares at sixteen. So now instead of me seeing profit at eighteen seventy-five, I can probably see profit now at like seventeen eighty or something like that, right? And then it went down from seventeen. To, I mean, from 17 to 15, I missed it and I got it again at 13. So now, instead of me saying profit at 19, I now got profits at 1600. I, when I bought it at 1343, it brought my cost basis all the way down to like 1675. 
You feel what I'm saying? So I'm with buying that discount over a period of time. I'm okay with that. And I told um, Smalls that I was like, yo, I don't like green markets. I like blood. <laughs> I like blood. You know what I'm saying? Because that means I can get stuff at a discount. But back to what we were saying, so with individual stocks, I'm a dollar cost average. But with index funds and ETFs, it's a great way for you to um, get in with a lower amount every time. Because there's no, you, there's not the same requirement that you have to put in. It's not the same in. requirement. So now I can get in, like you can get, I think one is the, um, one besides the ETF, another in, um, one is the, there's like a high dividend ETF, mm. right? Where it, it's like $42. Right. And you can get in it every month. You know what I'm saying? You can put, you know, you're saving 10% of your money every week. So that means once a month, you can be able to get this index fund and it's uh, this ETF. And one of the things you can do is you can just say great dividend ETFs to invest in. Yeah. Right. And then the ETF itself is going, they've now done the homework for you. They've put the best dividend ETFs in that ETF. I mean, the best dividend stocks in that ETF. So now you don't have to, let me research this, let me research that. You just look at the performance. How has it performed over the last year, five years? And you say, okay, cool. Every month, I'm going to just put $50 in here, right? Uh, $100 in here. And you can just keep doing that. So that's a great way for when we me. Doing, when we're doing you know that, we, are, we, are we looking into the expense ratios as well? Of course. And, and, and it's just for the, so in case people don't know what the expense ratio is, that's just simply how much you're paying someone to, to, to run this. Right. And it's extremely cheap. Like, it's cheap. Like, for me, when I'm looking at expense ratios, I want it to be less than one, right? So it's less than one. So I'm paying them less than 1%. And so with these ETFs, a lot of times you can get them at 0.75%, 0.65%, 0.50 cents. That's something like for every $1,000, you pay them $5. You know what I think I'm that's I think that's something like... People don't even realize, right? Like you're actually paying that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like kind of a hidden thing. And you're not going to feel it. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is it's, it's called passive investing. Mm-hmm. So now what happens is once a year, whatever your returns are for the year, they'll take $5 out. You're not yeah. even going to see it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't mind if you don't really know too much. And that gives you time to be in the market. One of the things I always say is time in the market is better than timing the market. Mm-hmm. Right? Say that. Say that again. Say that. <laughs> you said it like it was a Negro spiritual, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're waving from the back. <laughs> say that. That's a fact. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's a fact. Yeah. yeah. So, so, Big trap. So, 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 so time Wait in the market. In the <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Um, time in the market is better than timing the market. Right? So just that experience. You know what I'm saying? Being in the market every day, putting your money in those, let's say you buying that ETF every month, you buying it, right? You in the market, right? You you letting them do the hard work, you've downsized the risk, your money is making money for you. So while you're letting that happen, you can be learning how to research. You can be learning what it takes and you can start with researching the business that inside the ETF. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can break that down to dimes. You know what I'm saying? You could break that break down to a bunch of dimes. Here come the pirates. You already know. <laughs> Bring the pirates. Big trap. <laughs> you yeah. can break that break down to dimes. Like you can take that ETF and now go to Yahoo Finance. Mm-hmm. Right? Simple. Go to Yahoo Finance. Put the ETF in the search bar. Now you can go slide over to those hyperlinks. You'll see financials. You'll see summary. You'll see um, performance. And then you'll see holdings. Right, holdings is the companies inside of the ETF. Press that holdings, scroll down, because the first thing it's going to tell you is what what types of businesses are in the ETF. You'll see basic materials, in you know, financials, whatever. You go down and it'll show you now the businesses and the percent of those businesses that are inside, inside the ETF. ETF. Yep. And so now what happens is you can look at those businesses and start your research there. Hey, quick question for you though. Talk like, So you. when you see what's inside the holdings, what is the percentage you like, right? So like if I'm looking at a, uh, an XLY or something like mm-hmm. that and I see the allocation for a company, what number or percentage do you look like? You know what? I like that number, right? Do I want, I want them to be allocated like five to seven or is it like, Eight to ten percent of, mm-hmm. of some of like these big time companies. So they so they all they all differentiate. I'm not honestly that part. I'm not tripping on. Yeah. I, but I do want to know where the majority of the money is. Right. Right. So let's say we'll just use an example. We'll just say an ETF 
XLB, whatever that is, right? Yeah. We're just going to throw some, because I don't need nobody saying, Trap said this, <laughs> right? So let's say we're using um, XLB, right? And let's say 10% their top five holdings is Earn Your Leisure, Wall Street Trapper, uh, you know, and other businesses, right? Yeah. Um, and so let's say, now we're looking at the holders and we see, okay, well, 10% of their money is in Earn Your Leisure. 8% of their money is in Wall Street Trapper. Right. So that means now if, if that was $100, $10 of that is in Earn Your Leisure. Right. $8 of that is in Wall Street Trapper. Right. So if it's $100, you break those percentages down like that. What I do like to see is the businesses that they are strong in are solid businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If they solid, now if you got a company that's bad, then that's why I like these ETFs because- if a company is not performing, they gonna get them out of there. Right. Like you know, it's just like you know, a gangster. Like if I got a trap booming and I got some soldiers, you go. and you ain't performing, I got trap bringing in this, Rashad bringing in this. You know, Rashad ain't trap, but you know, Rashad <laughs> bringing in this. I got them other trappers bringing in this, and you ain't performing, fam. You gotta go. You yeah. out of a job. You can't run for me no more. What, what I need you for? You know what I'm saying? So they're going to do that. And a lot of them, they do it once a year. Or some of them, they do it every two years. But they're going to switch them out and put the next runner in there. Yeah, I and think I love that. Yeah, that's important too. Because like you can actually see it happen, right? Yeah. If you check from a year to year or every six months sometimes, yeah. it depends on the ETF, you'll actually see the allocations change, yeah. right? So you'll see one go from 4% to 8%. So it's mm -hmm. good to know like, yo, they see growth in that company. They're putting more money into I'm that company. 100%. And so the ETF becomes even stronger. Let me yeah. ask you this. One thing that we haven't spoke about on this podcast yet in depth um, is gold. And that's something that's been popular this year too. 2020, a lot of things have been ringing off in 2020. Mm -hmm. Gold is something that, you know, people are just hearing about and they're like, I, I need to invest in gold. It's, it's going up. It's, you know, what's your thoughts on investing in gold? So I actually own two ounces of gold. Physical? Yeah. I got in a safe deposit box. Um, because one, even when invest in buying gold, you have to be, storage is key. Like, you're not supposed to have gold just laying around. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's you can't put that under the mattress? I mean, you can, but <laughs> I find you got some gold in there. <laughs> I'm going to come holler at you. <laughs> 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 I don't live like that no more. <laughs> Big trap. We different. <laughs> we different. You're you, you, you OG now. You're OG. You're OG now. But, you know, so, and then you got a minus. You know, if you tell somebody you got that in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, gold is an amazing product, man. It's an amazing um, protection of wealth, right? It's, it's, it's what you would call um, insurance to your wealth and a hedge against the dollar. Um, so I actually think that everybody should own gold. Um, one of the greatest things about gold is that brick is broke. You can literally buy it in a kilo. My goal is to buy a kilo of gold, mm. 1,001 grams. That's, that's, a, that's a brick, a gold. It's a brick, baby. <laughs> it's a brick. The real brick. Yeah, it's a kilo. So my goal is to actually buy um, a kilo of gold. So where'd you buy gold from? Like, where? So you can get it in multiple ways. Now, we talking physical gold? Uh, both. Let's yeah. talk about both. All right, so we can get physical gold from a certified dealer. Or we can get, get it from, um, you can get online and check for actual gold um, exchanges and gold securities meaning um like they literally hold gold um jm bullion is one of them like one of the best ones oh, out there. i was just gonna ask you about yeah, that jm bullion is one yeah. of the they one of the best ones out there but even when you buy your gold what you got to look for now is so you're never going to get 100 percent gold because it's right. too soft yeah. yeah so now you got to tap into how much of the mixture that's in the gold you know what I'm saying? So now, you know, it's, you know, we start looking at that, but um, you also got to pay attention when you're buying gold. Um, it's not easy to sell gold. Like, if you buy it, it's not easy to sell it back, hmm. right? Because now, so there's this thing called, like, the spot price on the gold, right? And that's what the gold is actually worth. And then you have what the dealer is going to charge you. Again, it's the middleman. Like, if I got to go get it and I got to sell it to you, then I won't mind. You know right. what I'm saying? So you ain't gonna go get it yourself. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta see who's paying, who's charging you the less 
you know, who taxing you the less. It's like being on a block. You know what I'm saying? Like Rashad got it for 17. I got it for 17.5. Right? So, mm -hmm. Trap, why are you charging me for 17.5? Well, mine better. You boys pay me too you much. Did? <laughs> bring, you did? take too long to rock up, bring it back. You know what I'm saying? 17. So, <laughs> you paying too up, much. You <laughs> so, you know, you want to pay attention to that as well. But you can, um, it's definitely. You know, JM Bullion is one of the ones that I preferably be like. They're good people. But also, you can go to, you know, where people be buying these Rolexes and all that from. Like, a lot of these places, if it's a real Rolex that's not the Rolex dealer, they can be certified dealers. And you can literally go to them and be like, yo, I want to buy some gold. And they'll be like, all right, cool, I got you. You know what I'm saying? You can buy pellets of gold. You can buy gold coins. But again, now you're looking at one of the things you got to ask them is, what is your fee? You know what I'm saying? And then a lot of times you try to sell, again, it's something to hold. You know what I'm saying? So things get real. Like we looked at the, if you look at usdebtclock.org, you'll see that the dollar loses value every day. The company is 20, this world is dipping $27 trillion in debt and growing, right? So we know that the more money they print, the less it's worth. A dollar today ain't worth a dollar tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's what the goal is. So as the dollar loses value, the goal actually goes up because people try to find safer places to put their money. Especially in volatile markets where, you know what I'm saying, things going crazy and they can't get into bonds mm -hmm. because that's usually the alternative, right? If stocks become too risky, then big investors say, well, let me get into bonds so they can get some type of return on their money, right? But if bond, if bond interest rates go too low, right, now they're like, okay, I don't want to be in bonds. And then what happens when interest rates go low, gold goes up. Why? Because everybody's going to say, let me get the gold. You feel what I'm saying? So now we start understanding that triangle offense like Phil Jackson. Stocks, bonds, gold. But really, gold is like that safe haven. You know what I'm saying? It's the safe house, right? It's going to be there. It's going to perform. But the thing about gold is if the stocks are performing well, then they don't need to be in gold. They can go to stocks and get a great return on their money. When stocks get too risky and bonds don't got a good rate, well, let me gold. go to gold. Run the gold up. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I'm trapping right now. So, so, <laughs> so that's, the, that's the physical, but then you can buy it like, ETF, they go buy like gold stock on the stock market, right? How's that so, work? So now what happens is you won't buy physical gold on the stock market. You will buy gold miners, mm -hmm. right? And that's a great place to be um, because what gold miners are the people who- Mine gold. Mining the gold. The companies. The companies, right? So you can buy gold miners and then a lot of gold miners will actually be copper miners as well. Mm. Because some in a lot of the gold, that's what they'll mix it with a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of the gold miners will be copper miners. Um, some will be silver miners. Some will be platinum miners. So now you're just looking at that whole aspect. But you can buy gold miners and you can buy gold ETFs, which can actually be a mixture of miners and um, like just precious metal, other precious metals that's inside of that. One of them is called ounces, right? <laughs> Ticker symbol O U N Z. You know mm. what I'm saying? So um, that's a gold ETF as well. So when we're looking at gold ETFs, right? And I'm thinking even like I'm thinking to myself, just from a standpoint of like, yo, if people are mining the gold. Who's providing the shovel? So mine for them. Are we that's, looking? Come on, you 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 talking my talk? <laughs> you know. So you think about that. Like one of the things I say is. When this how most people got rich during the gold rush was not the people who was digging for gold. It was the people who sold the shovel. Right. That's who got rich. So that's a great place to be. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, 100%. So let me ask you this. As far as last time we was here, we talked about a little bit, we touched on how to save for your kid, what custodial accounts, mm. 29 plans, things of that nature. Um, but I don't think we went over it like too like in depth with the Atma and the Ugma. Right, right, can, right. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we did was we talked about, you know, just investing for my daughter. And that was like real dope um, because before I actually spoke on that, I never heard nobody talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, one of the reasons what I did, so I was like, what's the difference between it? Because I wanted to do something for my daughter besides just putting money in a bank account. Like if I'm making my money work for me all the time, mm -hmm. And I'm saying, I'm going to do this for the long run. Then I'm and instantly a light went off in my head and was like, if I start my daughter now, she got way more time than me. Exactly. I can put a whole bunch of young bucks in her, uh, you know what I'm saying, custodial account and let it run. So you got two types. You got the UGMA and you got the UT, the UGMA and the UTMA. Mm -hmm. So one of them is a um, is uni, unified gift. gift. Yeah. 
account and one of them is a transfer minor account, yeah. right? So one of them, the UT, the UTMA, you can put um, real estate, you can put gold, you can put art, you can put intellectual properties and stocks and cash over there. The UGMA is a gift, so you can only put stocks or bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, cash. You can't put the real estate and the other stuff in there. So there's a limitation between the two. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the dope part about both of them is they're not tax deferred, but there's an advantage in having them. Whereas the first, I want to say, I think it's a thousand, a thousand fifty dollars, it's tax free. Hmm. Everything from two thousand dollars on up get taxed at a children's rate, which is ten percent. Hmm. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you, it's still, you know, now you got to pay the taxes. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying on it, but it's still cool because, and I think one of the things that our people, our culture have bad, and it's, again, it's not, we just got to learn it. We scared to pay taxes. The first thing somebody be like, man, I don't want to pay no taxes. When in reality, like paying taxes means you making money. You know what I'm saying? So now you just got to figure out how to decrease the taxes instead of not pay the taxes. You know what I'm saying? And so one of the ways you want to decrease taxes on the money you make it, right? So if you got your child in that UPMA account, right, or that you get, you're only paying 10%, no matter what it does, you're paying 10%. I'm cool with that. Whereas just regular income account, that's 28%, 23%. Like, that's major. So your child now from zero to 18 or 21, depending on the state they're in, paying 10% and you changing their life, man, I'll take that. Yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful. And um, I think that having a conversation about generational wealth, that's has to be included in there because it's like it's you have the first step is investing for yourself. You can't save anybody till you save yourself. That's a fact. But mm-hmm. after you say after you, you know, not even save yourself, after you start investing in yourself, now you have to start to invest in your children. That's 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 what we plug. That's yeah. the plug the generational if, wealth. If you're not doing that, you're selfish. They ain't told us that. Man, that's the plug. Like, you know, I always said, man, like, if I got it out the mud and I watched my mama get it out the mud and I watched my grandmother get it out the mud and I watched everybody around me get it out the mud, why the hell I don't let my child get it out the mud? At some point, I got to say, I won't change this, yo. I got to say, man, it's different. And I feel like we, you know, we get so caught up in I'm living my best life. To where we enjoy, we trying to enjoy life so much to where you forget about they got generations that kind of come behind us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's a lot of stuff I don't do until I know for sure I've at least secured two generations. You know what I'm saying? And that comes with one, educating my daughter. Because even if I give her a million dollars, if I ain't educated on what to do with the million dollars, I've now wasted a million dollars. There's a saying that if you took all the wealth in the world and divided it equally, within 10 to 15 years, the wealthy people will be back in charge because they know what to do. Mm -hmm. We get a million dollars and we don't know what to do with it. We back into the famous quote I said in the beginning. Lions don't tell the gazelles and the zebras how to get away. Why? Because now I'm taking food out of my mouth. So if, as long as I don't tell you how to get away, you're going to always come back. But if I tell you how to get away, now you're going to go tell the zebra, look, this is how to get away from the line. And the zebra going to go tell the giraffe and the gazelle, nah, nobody can't, I ain't got no tricks up my sleeve. Whereas if I don't tell nobody and I just keep it amongst my people, then we're going to always eat. So I ain't mad at them for not giving us the game. I ain't around here saying, man, they should teach us this in school. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the knowledge. Right, I'm gonna seek it. I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna flip every rock. I'm gonna kick in every door. Right, and once I get it, I'm gonna go back and regurgitate it to my daughter at the age of two. I'm. What's a stock? What's an asset? What's a liability? Does it make you money? You know, what's real estate? At an early age, I'm having this conversation. So now I'm teaching her a word a day. Like she's not still. When I mean, I said that then, like a word. I'm teaching her two, three words a day about just financial literacy. Like, the school can do what the school's supposed to do. We're going to do some of that homework, too. But this financial literacy, this was going to save you. 
You know what I'm saying? Let right. me show you. This was going to save you, family. You know what I'm saying? So I'm teaching her that. So now I've did two things. I've showed her how to make a million through investing in it, and I've taught her how to nurture a million with knowledge because information is the fertilizer to your wealth, man. That's how we save generations with knowledge. Pass them all the money you want, man. If you don't pass them no knowledge, you kill them. Nah, it's a true fact. And it was like, you know, bringing it full circle, you know, bigger than just, like I said, just bigger than just a podcast. When you reached out to me, like, we need to really do something to change the world. I Thanks. hate the word culture because it just gets watered down so much. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's a fact. People don't even have those. They don't even got culture. Yeah. It's like. That's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah. I appreciate um, you for putting me on. <laughs> but it was like, you know what I'm saying? Let's change the world. And um, the problem, you know, I never understood, like, until recently. Shout out to MG, the mortgage guy. Shout out. He uh, he enlightened me on a lot of different things. Like, you can only put so much information in a podcast. It's just a fact. This is why education is still important. I'm not anti-college. Like, people think I'm anti-college because I always talk bad about college. <laughs> I'm not talking bad about college bro. all the time. I just feel like a lot of it's just a waste. Not even college so much, but high school. Just education, period. Education, yeah, I'm yeah, not, say that. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm, not, I'm not anti-college. Yeah. I, I have a college degree, but I just feel that don't let that go so, over your head. Yeah, say that again, man. No, I, everybody knows Not, I have a college that's degree. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I didn't I, know that, bro. Yeah, he didn't know that. Yeah, I have a college degree. But people, I, I, people, you, you know, I went to Hawaii. Yeah. I played basketball and all that. I forgot you. Did. I, didn't yeah. see, I thought you was like on some, I just, just play ball. I ain't working. <laughs> just nah, nah, nah. That, people a, people got study. that misconception. Even like today, they was just like, yo, they know that I teach, but I'm like, yeah, Chad went to school too. Like, we both had education as a background for us. Not only did I go to the foundation. I finished in three years. Bro, I keep telling y'all, listen. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a financial advisor. <laughs> he nah. can take you to glory, man. He, he definitely, he definitely nah, graduated. But, but, but with Mickey Facts, shout out to Mickey Facts, one of my favorite. Um, that's that's shot the bar? Yeah. Bars. That's hard. When he came on and he spit the freestyle for us and he said, um, formal education will get you a portion, but self-education will make you a fortune. Mm. And that's my life. Like, if I had to rely on my college degree right now, I'd be in trouble. Just honestly speaking, I'd be in trouble. Don't let that so, go. So yeah. it's the things that I learned Outside of college, including earn your leisure, like just in the right. last Yo, 12, 1, 18 months, like you know what I'm saying? That has literally, literally changed the trajectory of my of not only my life, my son's life, and God willing, his children's lives. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it literally has changed. Like you see, people would have it's not a facade. If you follow all of us on Instagram, you see the growth. Right. That's, that's a fact. <laughs> Only through education. Yeah. So it's like when you came to me and you was like, yo, bro, let's do something. And we going back and forth. I'm like, let's do a podcast. Yeah, we're going to do a podcast. We're going right. to do a YouTube live. <laughs> That's the part. Like, <laughs> I think the, the hard part when people get into podcasts is that you hear information that becomes overloaded. And some people are going to act on it. But unfortunately, a lot of people, it's just... It's just not enough. Like you mm-hmm. kind of need, and that's the good thing about school is like you need that certain level of like a tutor yep. to like walk you through it. And here's a screen share on the website and show you and like how to open an account and yep. like what stock to like, you know, sometimes you got to hold a person's hand. Unfortunately, one hour, even two hours is just not enough time to do that. So we're like, how do we do this? So we was going back and forth and this is the first time ever in Earn Your Leisure history where we actually collaborated with somebody Ooh. and put together. I don't even want to call it a curriculum. I don't want to call it a program. It's really a manual. Yeah. yeah. We, put, manual. we put together a manual for generational wealth called the Family Pack. And um, it was just like the idea was just crazy. And it's like, you was like, yo, I need you on it too. Like, as an advisor, I need yeah. you on it. So I'm like, all right. So we talk about Dividends. You talk yes. about reach. You give them like five growth stocks to pick. Yeah. Uh, mutual funds. I break down a mutual fund play because a lot of times people have the wrong misconceptions about mutual funds. But you can actually make a lot of money on the right mutual funds. Right. I learned and that. Sometimes from you. you don't even right. have to pay a, a. The knock on mutual funds is that you pay a lot of money, but sometimes you don't have to pay that mm-hmm. if you if you know what you're doing. You get a no mm-hmm. load fund and things yeah. of that nature, and then we want and you broke, broke that down. Broke down index fund. Broke down five twenty nine plans. I was going to say, don't leave that out, please. Five twenty nine plans is crazy because it's don't like we out, broke bro. about five twenty nine plans, but it's like you know, there's like thirty something states where you can actually get a tax benefit. Mm-hmm. But then there's like six states, but those thirty states you have to actually live in that state, and the five twenty nine plan has to be in that state. Mm. But then there's like six states where you can actually invest. In anybody's state 529 plan, and you can still get a tax break. So mm. it's just like it's just always so many different levels of onions to peel back. And then we went over the trust. 
Yes. And we Ooh. broke down. It's the first time ever I broke it down life insurance and actually like showed somebody like how I look at it as an advisor, like the access that I'm privy to, which is like, you don't have that as a regular person. Like, and I kind of like went through that. And I and broke down the dynasty trust enough. The Ooh. dynasty trust. Awesome. Um, I'm just gonna, I keep going. I'm, 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 I'm going to just let y'all keep <laughs> nah, going. Nah, so nah, I don't miss nah, nothing. Nah, keep going, bro. It was, it was keep going. Whole, it was a whole thing, man. It was like, we actually gave the formula and different how to make your child a millionaire. Mm. Guaranteed. With the investments. And it was like, that alone took like a half an hour to actually explain. It's like a, it's like a whole thing. But um, it's just something like I said, it's like, if we put that, like, it would, we would have to literally do 10 podcasts. And you still might miss something. Yeah. A whole season. Like, It'd be a whole saying? season. Like, nobody's really going <laughs> to sit for 10 podcasts. That'd have to be like his own Wall Street Trapper or your leisure show. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so talk Don't about sleep that. sleep on that, though. Talk about that. <laughs> talk about the family pack. Um, so for me, you know, the reason why I really came to you with the idea is, you know, this last year, it was a lot of growth for me. And I realized that, yo, like, I can talk about a lot of stuff um, because it's a, as you as you start learning more knowledge, you start seeking more knowledge, right? And I realized how knowledgeable you were and we was having dope conversations. So for me, it was like, bro, like, like we can change something, but we gonna have to walk them through it. Mm. Yeah, that was, you was like, we gotta, we gotta have to <laughs> walk. Cause you like, yo, they still not getting it. Yeah. You like, they still not getting it. And like, people come up to me, Same they questions. still don't get it, bro. Get Same like, questions. we literally have to walk their, hold their hands and walk them through this. And that's okay. No, it's okay. And the reason why it's okay, and, and, I, and I, I see people get frustrated all the time. Like, I see people on Instagram saying stuff like, I told you this, why are you doing it? I'm like, yo, you an educator. Right, mm -hmm. everybody sit in the class, learn different. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, "Yo, we gotta walk them through it." One is because you don't know what you don't know until you exposed to it. Right? I remember my first time cooking up, bro. I burnt it. The water turned brown. I had to call my auntie, and she had to like show me what I was doing. But she played me because she took a lot of you know she she took the, the shake out of it. <laughs> She she charged me for it, and she played me. And by the time I got what she left me with, it was just enough to get another package. But because she walked me through it, I ain't need her no more. So it was an L I took, but it was a learning lesson. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. So for me, I feel like over the last year, we've made financial literacy, investing in the stock market, and all the great that breakdowns that y'all do mm -hmm. every Tuesday and every Monday, we've now piqued people's interest. People understand now, especially with this pandemic, they like, yo, I got to do something else. And they want to do it. That's the great thing. Right. We've, we've now made it say, because I remember me coming up telling y'all, I'm telling my partners about it, and they like, bro, I'm not doing that, bro. You tripping. Right? And here we are a year later, my partners now like, bro, I just bought some Apple and <laughs> people I don't know like, trap, you changed my life because I bought this. Change. Right? The conversation changed because we've been beating it. Like, we ain't stopping. Market Monday, Trapping Tuesday, podcast. Market Monday, Trapping Tuesday, podcast. This, we consistent. So now it's like we've peaked the interest and now people are like, all right, I want to do it, but I don't know what to do. All right, cool. That's what this wealth pack is about. Yeah. It's about saying, okay, I, I made the mistakes for you. Hopefully, ho hopefully that. you don't have to go through that. Hold but how I'm gonna make sure you ain't yeah. gonna do it? See, if I just tell it to you, you still liable to make the mistakes because you you trying to replay what I said, and it's gonna you know you ain't really getting it. I can tell you, watch out for that hole. But it's so many other things going on, you still fall in the hole. But now if I grab your hand and say, look, we gonna step over this hole, and I got your hand, you like okay, let me step over the hole. Right, so it's important. It was important for me to say, let's shift gears. Let's not just tell them. Mm -hmm. Let's lead them. Yeah. And, and, and what what makes it so impressive is that you know most times people you know they they take programs, they take courses. It's really about themselves. Yep. But this ain't. This is about you, but it's about your family. And like, who doesn't want to set up their family? Right? The plug. You know what I'm saying? Who it's, doesn't want to be the plug to 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 create generational wealth for themselves? It's the most selfless act you can give. Yeah. So. I mean, it's, it's it's not even no more that we can actually even say about it. I just feel like it's just a really proud thing that we're proud of to partner with you as our as our first product that we actually are a part of. That Blue I Magic. Actually, 
you know, performed on. You know, I feel like an artist. I feel like an artist, man. So, Produced, you know, be, directed. That's a fact, man. It's a dope feature, man. That's a fact, man. It's, it's purple tape. This is, this I'm like, yeah, like Ghostface on the purple tape. So, you know. Don't let Matt here say that. Matt gonna say you the RZA, bro. Don't let Matt hear you say that Ghostface line. Because he's capped down. He's said a million times. I'm still trying to figure out how he came up with Captain I don't even know, man. That's another story. <laughs> Earners, what's going on? Look, we all know that building generational wealth is the key to securing your family's financial future. And the first step can be the toughest. So we're gonna help you out. We're gonna do something very, very special. Right now, we're offering the Family Pack, the plug to generational wealth for 85% off. That's right, 85% off. All you have to do is head over to trappingwitheyl.com right now and get 85% off. This is a limited time offer. The course includes information on custodial accounts, 529 plans, trusts, precious metals, life insurance, and so, so much more. Look, it's a step-by-step booklet for you to get your family's financial future on track. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over to trappingwitheyl.com right now. Get your 85% off and start your journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.